Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome to another pop culture kiki episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. And oh, what a week it has been. <laughs> what a week we've had. There's so much going on. There is so much to talk about. We do have some reader blinds, which I'm very excited about. We've been, there's been so much going on for the past couple of weeks that we've like had to just like focus on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, not that this week is any different, but. You know, we do want to read some of your blinds, which I'm excited for. And we will talk about that bizarre game of telephone that we were a part of over the weekend. Um, But to start with like the reader blinds slash spottings, because I think us calling them reader blinds was like (laughs) where the telephone game of telephone got confusing to begin with. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are all alleged. We don't know if they're true, false, any of that. So this one is a kindness one. About 12 years ago, the WD, WWE wrestlers called a sushi bar I was working at on a Sunday night at clues, closing and asked if they could come eat. The kitchen had already shut down, but I talked to the owner and she said she would roll sushi and I would stay late and serve them. It was the night before they were filming at an amphitheater down the street from us. There are about 20 to 25 of them. I had no idea who any of them were, except I recognized Mike from the real world, who was going by Ms. I found out later that night. The kindness part. Every single one of them was polite and nice. To make my life easy, they all ordered the same thing. The best part, they paid one check. Someone tipped me like $1,000 more than the added gratuity. I had never made so much in one night. I took a picture of the check to look up the guy's name later, and it was John Cena, the T. Much to my delight, the Miz kept flirting and holding my hand and had the best eye contact. He gave me his number and put me on the guest list for the next day and wanted to hang out. I had a shithead boyfriend, so I deleted it, and looking back, how stupid. They were all begging me to find them weed and party drugs because they just landed from Japan and it was hard to score. I had no luck, but it was funny to me. They all said they didn't drink because of their fit, but they did like to party. Wow. First of all, I've only ever heard the nicest things about John Cena. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. Like, he's like a real one. And also, I'm so sad that you deleted it. You should, if you could have hooked up with the Miz, like that's, you did drop the ball, girl. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my God. I would have literally, I'm actually, I'm going to stop what I was about to say, but I would have for sure um, gone forth with the boys. (laughs) I would have been like, I don't know where to get you any party drugs, but we'll figure it out. Let's go. That's so funny. Um. This next blind, my friend and I were freshmen in college in Pittsburgh. One of my friends followed Justin Long on Twitter, and he posted that Amanda and him were going to be at Jack's Bar in Southside for the next hour if anyone wanted to come meet them. We called a taxi and got there in 20 minutes before anyone else and used fake and used fakes to get in. <laughs> we got to talk to them for probably a solid 15 minutes before a shit ton of people showed up. 
Both of them were really nice. Aaron Paul was also there and he was really nice. Another person that I've heard great things about Aaron Paul. And also Amanda is Amanda Seyfried. I forgot to put in the last name, but we got like a bunch of really nice messages about Amanda Seyfried being like, she's so polite, so professional. Everyone loves to work with her. She gives that. For sure. Yeah. In the Colin Farrell episode, you asked what Kevin Spacey is up to. I live in Baltimore and I see him around my neighborhood sometimes. He bought a house here when he was doing House of Cards and he hides out there. I work at a divey bar and we have live music. He comes in occasionally for certain acts and usually has one to two drinks and tips 20%. I feel like if I was somewhere where Kevin Spacey walked in, like all the air would be taken out of the room. Yeah, for sure. And I would say something to him, I feel. I don't know if I couldn't. Yeah, because it's like, fuck you. And also, you tipping 20%, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Jason Derulo. (laughs) In early 2014, he toured Australia and did appearances at local pubs. My childhood best friend went, went, and by the end of the night, she was asked by someone to go back to his hotel room. She went back with about six girls and his whole crew. He then had them line up and take their shirts off so that the men could judge the best set of boobs. He then ended up sleeping with another girl. My friend slept with his brother. And surprise, surprise, his separation from Jordan Sparks was announced later that year. Wow. As someone who also met a drunk Sutton running around WeHo, I can say that Troy's experience is pretty universal. (laughs) This was while they were shooting for last season. She was wandering around WeHo alone with her gay assistant. The first thing she said to me is that she was shooting all day and was very annoyed with all the women but Garcelle. She was sweet but a little kooky, but she bought us a round of shots. We thought she would go off and party, but she just kind of hung around us and didn't say a word. (laughs) I don't come out to watch drags. I come out to dance (laughs) so i haven't done a movie update in a while and by the while i mean maybe a week (laughs) uh but i did go to the movies this weekend and i saw thanksgiving um the eli roth movie starring addison ray and it was like exactly what you expect from an eli roth film it was like kind of campy it was gory it was silly um it was poorly acted but like enough that you could still watch like typical Eli Roth fodder. Um, Addison Ray was like a real non-factor in the movie though. Like I, for whatever reason, I thought she was going to be the final girl, just the way that it was like promoted and talked about her with her being in it, whatever. But like, she kind of like was a non-factor. Um, her acting was exactly what you would think Addison Ray's acting would be in a movie like that. Um, but I, I kind of was like, I was talking to Zach about it after he's much more of an Addison Ray fan than me. I don't have high hopes for her, but I was like, you know, I could totally see her doing more horror movies. Like I could see this being like a first step into like a whole career for her. Um, but if you haven't seen Thanksgiving, it's just fun. If you're a horror fan and you would just want to like go and have like a, a kind of like silly campy fun moment, um, go see it and i would i would suggest seeing it somewhere that where they serve alcohol because it's like that kind of movie unless you go stoned which i did um i saw it at alamo draft house and they were serving thanksgiving dinner like at the same time it was really fun i cannot wait to see considering like i lived in carver massachusetts i cannot wait and like i used to go to the john cava inn you know i thought about you the whole movie honestly i really did it was so it was so Massachusetts. It was so like the accents were great. And like there were so many like inside jokes for like people from Massachusetts. So you are going to be obsessed. It's it was very silly and just like fun. So speaking of not super silly and fun, uh, <laughs> I need everybody to watch the three part documentary on HBO Max called Love Has One. It's something that. I want to talk about completely, but also want to like wipe from my memory. Um, (laughs) The cult is basically about this woman who goes by mother God and the people who join the cult just worship her. 
because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, well, what's the point of this cult? You know, like, what is it? And they just loved Mother God. And she said that Robin Williams is one of her spiritual guide and guiders in this world. And a big list of celebrities that were dead that were guiding her. Yeah, but Robin Williams is like the most prominent one. Makes sense. And I mean, I'll give you guys the spoil spoiler alert. Like right at the beginning, they get right into it. They mummified her body. So it's just, it's a wild ride from start to finish. And if anyone needs something real weird to watch, that's it. Is she abusive? Um, Definitely like she has like substance abuse issues, but okay. doesn't seem like violent to other people. Okay. Well, listen, maybe I'm in support of a woman running a cult. <laughs> wasn't like the worst cult I ever heard of but it was definitely like a what the fuck is even going on because they also all get into like meth and acid and stuff oh yeah oh yeah because she's a huge druggie she's like a yeah big... okay yes yes and you I watch started it. yeah you gotta work through it because <laughs> she ends up going through um either kidney or liver failure or cirrhosis because she drinks so much Mm-hmm. and she ends up taking this medication that turns her blue and then she decides her only um way to get better is to just drink my ties <laughs> i'm obsessed i'm obsessed oh I'll, i'm gonna finish it tonight i started it last night and then I, I ended up falling asleep so i got like the gist of it but i need to lean in And one other thing I want to suggest on Paramount Plus, which is actually getting some like really good programming, the Millie Vanilli documentary, I watched it and like, I guess I only knew kind of like the the top layer of everything that they lip sync and stuff, but it goes so deep into everything that pop culture is. Mm -hmm. And at the very end, they, I, I think it's your favorite Timbaland. He's in it just very quickly. But he says something to the effect of, you know, this is what pop music is. What you guys see is what they want you to see. You do not know any pop star that you think you know. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of big coming from him who works like directly with Justin. Their story is sad to me. So fucking sad. And the guy, Frank, who just kind of used them, he used black artists over and over and over again. And he got zero shit for it. I was going to say, he never, like, the the person that did that, he never got any, like, like, nobody even knows him. He got a little bit of backlash, and the whole reason why is because Millie Vanilli was like, we're going to tell people we're lip syncing. So Frank held the press conference first and was like, they are lip syncing. So Frank was kind of like the one to out them when, you know, Clive Davis knew what was happening, but no one wants to touch Clive Davis. When I think of very, very iconic and prominent um, behind the music episodes, Millie Vanilli is probably, maybe TLC is like the first one that I think of, but Millie Vanilli is a very close second. Yeah. Yeah. If So if you love that, Troy, definitely the Paramount Plus Millie Vanilli documentary. Mm. Oh my God. I'm going to get stoned and watch Millie Vanilli tonight. You might cry. I was crying by the end and I was like, I didn't know that I was attached to Millie Vanilli. <laughs> I could see myself crying, especially the one that passed away. And they get into it with him. And like, there's a story. I don't know their names. I I feel bad, but there's a story and the other one tells it. And it's Mm -hmm. like the last time he ever saw that guy alive. And it's so haunting. Well, speaking of haunting, (laughs) um, I wanted to talk about the Kardashians. Okay. I have a lot to say. So... You know that I love that damn show. And I, I I don't have any excuses for myself. I, it's must-see TV for me, even though they're literally doing nothing. And, you know, there's been this, like, debate on TikTok. For the, we're recording this on Tuesday. And, like, there's been all of this debate on TikTok about North. Because the episode that just recently filmed, or that re- recently aired, was Kim going to the Met Gala and her getting dressed and north going with her and everybody debating back and forth on whether or not it's cool that kim lets north express herself and she's kanye's child she should be able to do whatever and then people being like are you guys fucking insane like this is a nine ten year old girl 
And people making ex- excuses for North's behavior and the way that Kim allows her to behave to other adults is insane to me. Yeah. It's in a fucking appropriate. I don't care whose child you are and I don't care how old you are. If I was in that room and that little girl was disrespecting me, I would have gathered her in front of her mom because she clearly needs it. Like it's in, and I saw somebody on TikTok make this point and I wish that I knew whose account it was, but she was like, if that's how she talks to adults, imagine how she talks to children mm-hmm. when there aren't adults around. She's probably a fucking little crazy bully. And the excuse that Kanye is her dad is just insane. Like, what world are we living in? And I also saw people, because I I know exactly what you're talking about. I also saw people saying that Kim likes to say she's a really strict mom and -hmm. doesn't let her kids be rude. But I'm sorry, like, Northwest, she's mean. (laughs) She's a bully little kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly like how Mason would have been if Mason didn't decide like, hey, I don't want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. 1000%. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure Penelope knows mm-hmm. a whole different side of Miss Northwest. And it's just crazy to me. There's just no excuse for somebody. This also, by the way, this little girl talking to fucking Scaparelli. Like, who are you? Literally, you're you're 10. At some point, you have to tell your kid to shut the fuck up. It's okay. My mom still tells me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mine too. And I'm I'm grateful for it. For sure. Yeah. I, I think that's so interesting because like, yes, kids should be allowed to express themselves for sure. But there is a, like that little respect thing that kids need to be taught. And if you don't teach it at a certain point, they grow up to be monsters. And it's really unfair to your child to give them such a shitty like start in Mm -hmm. life like it's unfair to to know that you're hindering your child's ability to like communicate with people basically until they're old like get her together because it's for content and that's all (laughs) that family cares about also speaking of content I also just wanted to touch on the fact that um I'm like in my Kylie era right now I'm very much pro Kylie because I just feel like Kylie is like has never well I would say it hasn't been since like King Kylie era that she has felt so comfortable with herself Mm -hmm. and I get really excited when she shows up on that show now because she's so funny and she's so like I don't know she's like the most down-to-earth Kardashian all of a sudden um And they just aired the episode where she obviously, you know, Tristan like made his rounds and he talked to the whole family and asked for forgiveness for all of the stuff with Chloe. Um, It was incredible. Courtney showed up with a full ass mead notebook (laughs) and (laughs) asking questions like, um, what did she say? It was something like, she was like, do you feel when you're like cheating? Like, do you feel anything? (laughs) Like making him explain basically that he's a narcissist and a sociopath and she's like i know that sociopaths don't like feel stuff (laughs) you say that that's like you (laughs) those were the questions that she had written down um but it was great and i i think that tristan is a total bullshitter i think that he's really charming and i don't believe anything that he says and i understand why it's like probably so hard to remove him from your life because he's so charming and he's so handsome and he's so sweet and he has a really sad story you know with his brother and stuff um so I get it like I I like get it but I really enjoyed uh I like enjoyed the episode what do you think of um Kylie saying her and Jordan always stayed in contact something we have always said (laughs) well I thought about our show (laughs) because of course they have and I really, really, what I loved about it was her saying that we actually needed a break from each other mm-hmm. and that we were really codependent and we probably would still be living together if that hadn't happened. So it was like, you know, sometimes life does things like that where you separate from someone and then you come back and you're like, God, if we hadn't separated, we wouldn't even be as close as we are now, you know? Um, so I get that. And I totally understand them like, you know, pumping the brakes on exploiting their friendship too. 
Yeah. Being yeah. Like, We're friends in private and that's okay, you know? As it should be. I mean, I always thought, I mean, we've talked about this too, but when Jordan was just raked over every coal possible and like back and forth and back and forth by Chloe and it's like, no, it's Tristan. Yeah. The man's still living in your house. Still you cheating know. on you. Still cheating on you. It was nice to hear Chloe finally say like, listen, I don't have beef with Jordan. We squashed it years ago. Like, we're cool. Like, I feel like they all are hanging out and we just don't know. Yeah. I would completely agree with you. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this game of telephone that we referenced at the beginning of the episode and why we need to change it to, like, listener submissions rather than blood. Because yeah. I don't I don't blame the person who posted on Reddit saying that what we said was a blind when it was just like a spotting type thing. So over the weekend on TikTok, some creator made a video referring to our talking about Raquel Levis and Dave Portnoy both being in Cary, Indiana or Illinois, which was a reader submission that we got or a listener submission that we got. And the way it made me realize that people don't know what blind items are so fast. And I think what's frustrating for me and I'm sure you too, Troy is like on TikTok, I have an okay. I have like 18,000. I don't have a huge following. Mm -hmm. So when I'm making duets being like, that's not what happened. I need to clear the air before Dave Portnoy decides to stab me in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm, I keep trying to tell people like, this isn't what actually happened. Thankfully, Kyle Marissa stitched me. So a lot more people saw it. But it was, I guess it was just frustrating to be like, that's not what happened. All you have yeah. to do is tag one of us on TikTok and we will tell you that they weren't spotted together. And the person who gave the submission didn't even say they were spotted together. I'm going to be honest. It was like the wildest thing to wake up to. Because <laughs> yeah. I, t- <laughs> I had taken a nap and then I woke up and you had texted me that it was blowing up. And I was like, wait a minute. This is like blowing up blowing up like this is like no fucking joke and yeah it was just very surreal but I agree with you it was very eye-opening at how many people still don't really understand the concept of a blind item or have never heard of it and thought it was like an us weekly thing or something or like a like a blog exclusive you know Right. And page six wrote an article about it because they did reach out to Dave and Dave was like, don't ever put me in the same sentence as that trash bag human, blah, 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 as Dave Portnoy does. And I read the article and page six did not credit us. Of course. The fucking dicks. Of course. Of course. We're the redheaded stepchild. But I just wanted to also give a shout out to our listeners who were also like fighting for their lives in the comments. I saw them being like, first of all, love beyond the blind. Second of all, not what was said. Right. (laughs) That was crazy, though. I just and of course, my immediate thought was like, I just pictured Rachel, like, looking at her phone and being like, what is this? You know what I mean? Uh... (laughs) Um, Should we talk about Diddy getting sued again? I mean, what better time than now to talk about Diddy getting sued again? So there's a couple of things that I want to mention. Just really quickly, Diddy's bodyguard has been and continues to be doing the Lord's work. This man is outing everything and he keeps showing up in my feed with new information. And it's so just like, I'm obsessed with him. I want him to start a podcast. Like I would support him. Um, But he recently, I don't know if you saw the TikTok where he talked about, um, what Diddy said in the boardroom about Danity Kane. So I'm going to post a carousel on our Instagram of his videos because he has so many like little iconic moments. But he basically the other day said that um, when Diddy signed Danity Kane, he was like in the boardroom with him when it was happening. And he literally said, quote, I'm going to get these girls strung out on drugs And then I'm going to pimp them out to my friends. Like, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about him, and that these, like, in quotes, sex trafficking um, headlines that you keep reading are not, they're not, like, dramatic in any stretch. Like, he is 
a sex trafficker. He said, I'm going to get them strung out on drugs and pimp them out. Like, he's an actual pimp, like, from the fucking 70s. Um, but he did just, there's another person came forward. Also, by the way, I think it was announced today that he's stepping down as the chairman of the Revolt Network. Mm-hmm. And of course, 50 Cent had to respond and say that he's willing to buy it. <laughs> Sent my I'm I'm sure we're gonna do a 50 cent episode and he's gonna be a horrific human, but he's my favorite internet troll. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Um, I'm just gonna read the article for the updated lawsuit. This is from Yahoo News. It says the dominoes continue to fall for Diddy following his initial rape lawsuit with Cassie. The billionaire was handed a second and third sexual assault lawsuit over the last week. On Thanksgiving Day. November 23rd, CNN reported that a woman named Joy Dickerson Neal alleged that Brother Love drugged and assaulted her while she attended Syracuse University in 1991. Per the report, the two went out to dinner and the I Need a Girl artist slipped a drug into her drink while she was in the bathroom. As as they were in the car leaving the restaurant, he allegedly pressured her to smoke a blunt. She claims upon arriving where he was staying that evening that he sexually assaulted her recorded it, and showed the footage to multiple people. Another woman, unnamed, came out on November 23rd and said that she was also sexually assaulted by the bad boy founder, NBC News reports. She claims that that he and the R&B singer Aaron Hall both took advantage of her at Hall's... Sorry, there's like a 5150 going by. She claims that he and R&B singer Aaron Hall both took advantage of her at Hall's apartment, but it was unclear as to whether it took place in 1990 or 1991. The third lawsuit also claims that Diddy visited her home days later and assaulted and choked her until she passed out. The mogul was allegedly looking for her friend in an effort to keep her from telling the girl he was dating about what he had done. Diddy's spokesperson have denied all of the allegations, quote, this last minute lawsuit is an example of how a well-intentioned law can be turned on its head. One of them told E! News, Mrs. Dickerson's 32-year-old story is made up and not credible. Mr. Combs never assaulted her and she implicates companies that did not exist. This is purely a money grab and nothing more. Um, As for the lawsuit, they have a similar stance and even believe the plaintiff is simply seeking out a check. The claims involving alleged misconduct against Mr. Combs for over 30 years and filed at the last minute were all completely denied and rejected by him. Um, So that's the gist of it. I, I mean, it's over for him, you know? I don't know if he'll ever get taken to court, but at least he'll go bankrupt from all of these that he's gonna have to pay out. I know I'm I'm anxious to see how many more brands pull out of being associated with him. Um because I honestly didn't even know that he was in he owned Revolt. I didn't even know that. No, I had no idea. Not that I watch Revolt Network, but I I mean I think everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So in with these people like coming forward, and again, like I don't fault anyone for taking a payout, especially with Diddy. But, like, again, it's, like, the security. Not only are you getting paid, but the public knows who you are. So if anything happens, they won't be like, oh, that's random. Exactly. Because it's really the fact that all of this stuff has been happening in the shadows, you know? hmm And, like, you know, and then also... Um... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. I saw somebody on TikTok talking about the stuff that was supposed to be in uh Kim Porter's book and she was going to out all of his relationships with like young R&B stars and like young boys and men in the industry and other like rappers like she was really going to like go there and tell all of his shit so i really hope that one day i i hope that there was enough written down i hope that there was enough that somebody can release Kim Porter's book you know that would be cool it must be so weird being like his children. I know. And I wonder if maybe they're like, wow, we feel vindicated because we've always thought he was a monster or if they're like, my dad could never, you know, like I always wonder when celebrities get in these big public things, mm-hmm. how their kids react to it. And they must be terrified of him, you know? And I would imagine, especially for the twins, the twin girls, like they must be like, fuck you like you killed our mom allegedly you know mm-hmm. so not on a lighter note at all but i would love to give a teen mom update if possible if allowed okay so let's start with mr ron edwards um if anyone hasn't seen he, there's a picture posted on teen mom fans and that's fans with a z and I don't know how to explain it, but Ryan is laying on a twin bed and his girlfriend is in like almost reverse cowgirl type position, fully clothed. Okay. She has a zigzag part in, in braids and everything. And it's just a weird picture. And all it says is um, on it, it says like it's coming or something. And it looks like he's like touching her ass. So then there's a picture from the set from the side and there's a picture above or a mirror above the bed and someone's standing there holding like a digital camera. And it looks like Ryan is truly like finger in the girl's ass, even though she's wearing jeans. So I am fully ready for Ryan Edwards to be on OnlyFans. That is my prediction for what is happening in those pictures. My pocketbook is ready. (laughs) I will not lie to you. If that happens... I will be subscribing. Unfortunately, I will be contributing to his toxic behavior in giving him money. I mean, I just, I can't imagine whatever is going to come from these pictures will be like positive. Mm -hmm. And within 24 hours, people have found his girlfriend. They did meet in rehab, but apparently she was on like a Jerry Springer episode in 2010 fighting with her mom or something. Oh God. She's like throwing cake at her mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Ryan update. Oh Lord. And then unfortunately for Jace, it looks like he will be put in a um, CPS, put under CPS care. He's going to be put in a foster home. And I know some people do say like, well, Barbara raised Janelle. Of course, Jace is going to be a mini Janelle, but I don't think people remember. I think it was the 16 and pregnant episode if not a really early episode of teen mom 2 where janelle says that she was like the prized kid until jace came along and then barbara decided to like give jace the attention and that seemed to be their big issue you know that's a very common thing too where like whatever wrongs like grandparents right their wrongs with grandchildren mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think most people who grew up in like a weird situation or a weird family situation they'll have children and then look at how their parents treat their children and they're like are you okay mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're the greatest parent that ever existed like that's very common you know for sure and i i 
I worry for Jace like every day, like he's my own family member. <laughs> I swear. I'm scared wh- where he will end up, especially being older. I know he's 14 and like all of his shit is very documented online, you know? So, you know, he was lighting carpets on fire, running away. Like it's just, yeah. it's so sad. And I really feel like he is such just a product of his environment. Yeah, he's about to officially enter his eight mile era, which, you know, I've been predicting for years. I think it's going to happen. Meanwhile, Janelle is busy making Facebook groups called Team Janelle and breaking up with David and unfollowing him. And she's busy. So she's not busy with Jay. She's busy about David. She unfollowed David. Yeah, I think they're broken up at the moment, but I'm sure they'll be back together like in a week. Oh, my God. And if not, she'll find some other psychotic man. Because one thing about Janelle is she she doesn't stay single for long. No, no. (laughs) Days even. I wanted to give a quick shout out again to Real Housewives of Miami. I didn't really get to talk about it like that long the last time I had mentioned it. But it's a really good season. And I feel like Real Housewives of Miami doesn't get enough credit for the fact that they were off the air for like over a decade. And then they just showed back up and like absolutely fucking killed it. Um, But one thing I want to mention about that show is that, okay, hear me out. Bravo fans are already going to know what I'm talking about the minute I start saying this. There are certain couples in the housewives lexicon where their money feels weird. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't make sense where it's coming from. And like they just spend and spend and spend and spend and they brag and brag and brag about all this stuff that they have. And there's this woman on the show named Nicole who I'm obsessed with. She's my favorite cast member at the moment. I think she's so cool. She's so funny. She's pretty like, she's smart her husband and her have a really great relationship and like it's very like non-toxic but like their money is insane and he's one of those like entrepreneur guys in quotes where you're just like all right he's like rich and she um I don't remember exactly what she does but she works in the medical field and like they have like 10 houses and they live on Star Island and they have a jet, they have a plane. And like, I don't know. It just feels like sometimes I'm like, oh God, like you're going to be the next couple that ends up Teresa and Jode. You know what I mean? Like one of these going to end up in prison or something. Cause like, what the fuck? Like, how do you have so much money? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And one of the producers in like one of the recent episodes asked her about like buying something or how much it costs. And she was like, well, I don't, I don't spend my money. Like, I don't know how much things are. And I was just like, this is giving Judy. (laughs) You're like, this is going to be bad. (laughs) Like, do these people learn nothing? Do the housewives learn nothing? You can't do that on this franchise anymore. People will be looking and trying to figure it out. Erica Jane. Hello. Do these people know nothing? So, like, what advice do you have for a housewife like that? Just spent, like, pull it back or? Well, I understand that you have to go on the show and, like, flex because that's the whole point, right? Like, it's, like, escapism. People want to see you charter jets and shit. And I get that. It's the opposite of teen mom. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But when you constantly brag about how much money you have, it just seems like those couples end up in some kind of financial turmoil on the show whether it's them getting evicted or losing their houses or I mean it's endless like you know going to prison um it always ends bad and I really like her and I like her husband and I don't want to see them go to like jail but I'm like you should stop complaining or uh, bragging about having several planes it's just not a good look So a few weeks ago, we talked about Ryan Phillippe and he announced that he was now sober, focusing on like kind of being a good human. Basically, he moved back to Delaware out of the Hollywood stuff for a little bit. So you guys know how obsessed I am with Ryan Phillippe. It's like my weird little Roman Empire is him. And he actually posted his third daughter in or his third child on Instagram. But the way he posted it, I'm going to read the caption because to me. If you, if you are, don't follow Ryan Phillippe the way I do, I could picture it seeming like 
It's him and his four nieces. So this is all the caption says. Had the best Thanksgiving weekend with these little beauties. Sawyer, Ever, Kai, and Isla. Pizza was had. Elf was binged. Young Sheldon was binged. Boba was had. Blah, 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 blah. But Kai's his daughter, his third, like his third child. And just the way he wrote it, truly, I was like, if you don't know, you don't know. Why? I don't understand. I don't know either. And the last time he posted about her was either 2016 or 2017. And like a Father's Day post, he had three cards instead of two. But again, if you don't know, you could just be like, oh, he hung out with his nieces on Thanksgiving. How sweet. Oh, Ryan, text me, please. (laughs) Tell me what's going on. I don't know. I just wanted it to be out there so everyone could keep up with this the way I do. It's so weird. He must like, his kids must honestly have the most back and forth, up and down, like you're a motherfucker slash we love you relationship with him. I mean, he's allegedly slept with a bunch of Ava's friends. Yeah. And like she had him blocked right what he's sober right now yeah he's sober so i think he's trying to maybe make amends that's what a few people said um but again if you don't know you don't know interesting oh my god i hate that i'm in love with that man i hate it (laughs) now would be a good time to let you know that this episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus, enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code BLINDS. New customers can get a deposit match up to $500 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code BLINDS. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opted in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Max match 500 in casino credits, which require one time playthrough within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. This week's episode is also sponsored by Factor. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, delivers service that you can fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Are you too busy with holiday plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Looking for special occasion meals during the holidays? Level up with Gourmet Plus options. Prepare to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Enjoy premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays that also taste great? Try delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Factor has honestly changed my life in many ways. For one thing, I totally gave up cooking when I moved to New York. I, I decided that it's just not for me. But I still want good quality food. I still want food that doesn't taste frozen. I still want food that's like seasoned and nutritious and all of those things. And Factor honestly checks every box. It is by far the best meal kit I've ever had. And I can't, I say this all the time, but I can't believe how well seasoned it is. Head to factormeals.com slash blinds50 and use code blinds50 to get 50% off. 
That's code BLINDS50 at factormeals.com slash BLINDS50 to get 50% off. So I want to talk about Matt Reif. Um, I didn't trust him when I saw him. I I remembered him from Wild and Out. I've known, yeah. I've known about this little lad for quite some time. And if you guys aren't familiar or just like, why am I seeing this handsome Squidward looking ass bitch all over my timeline? <laughs> it's because he did a Netflix special and decided to make a joke about domestic violence. He thought it was funny to talk about a woman having a black eye and how if she was a better cook, she wouldn't have a black eye. Is that exactly how the joke went? No, but I don't think I need to like get into it word for word what he said. Um, the way people are just like, I don't know how to explain it. Cause the thing is he could have came back from it. If he was just like, you know what? That was a stupid joke. That was a mm-hmm. dumb joke. My bad. And people would have been like, that's fine. You're, you're cute. We'll get over it. Instead. What he decided to do is put on his story, a picture of himself being like, I have a link, follow this link. If you have an issue with my standup on Netflix and the link brought you to a site which sells like helmets for people with disabilities. And what I think Matt Reif is going to do, which a lot of um, comedians will do, is he's going to go super far right. Mm, Okay. That's how he's going to do this because super far right people, you know, everyone's a snowflake. No one can take a joke anymore. Blah, blah, blah. He's cute. So like the women will love him over there and the guys will be like, look, at he he didn't cave to the man. He stuck by his jokes. It's like maybe they just weren't funny because there are offensive jokes like Dave Chappelle is pretty offensive. Yeah, but he's funny. But he's funny. That's he's not funny. This guy, Matt Wright. No. And he loves to be like, well, it's all crowd work. You know, I'm good with crowd work. And that's that's really impressive. So Kyle Marissa just posted a DM she got. So alleged. We don't know if it's true, but um, apparently, allegedly, he buys people in the crowd, basically, and has them work with him so he knows exactly what to say. Oh, I could see that. I think a lot of comedians do that. I have a theory about him. Oh, let's go. So I think that he, um, first of all, his alleged plastic surgery journey has been very interesting to watch. Alleged. He got some veneers and he got some work done. He obviously got some like work done to his nose and like no hate for that. But I believe that he is angry about the people who show up at his shows. Hmm. I think that he's angry that women show up at his shows because they think he's cute. And they, nobody laughs at what he's saying. Like, I think he wants a Joe Rogan crowd at his shows, but he's not getting it. So he, like, bullies the people in the audience for showing up and, like, tries to detour them. Like, I think that he's, like, struggling with his fan base because women just show up to look at him. Mm. And they not think he's funny at all. You know what I mean? So then he'll tell these crazy-ass jokes to try and alienate them from coming to his shows yeah yeah I mean you're probably right and has I don't know if he said it on his special or on a like clip that I saw on TikTok but he said something to the effect of like I don't just want female fans I'm funny I'm more than he basically says I'm more than just a pretty face and I think he strikes me as the kind of guy that doesn't respect having female fans and thinks that the women that show up are like you know like beneath him or whatever like I think that he is struggling with the fact that no the people who he wants to come see him have no interest and the people who do go see him only want to look at his face because they think that he like looks like somebody that they would fuck like that's pretty much it he gives like incel vibes one thousand percent and like I don't know I just think it's insane that he the way that he's doubled down and I also feel like it's in a sick fucked up way it's like working for him because when i was scrolling netflix last night he's still like that in the top 10 things watched on netflix in the country right now everybody's talking about him i wonder if he's like living for this which i hate no doubt i bet you he loves it he doesn't care because people are talking about him you know yeah and again he's gonna get those people who are like everyone's so offended by every single thing now i'm so sick of it like I'm going to support him even harder. 
Yeah, I think that's a really the Morgan Wallen of comedy. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, I agree. I I think that your assessment of him leaning far right was probably is probably true. Because then that way he would be able to guarantee that the men would show up that he wants to show up to these shows where he can do black eye jokes and the audience will actually laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you guys know Spotify wrapped is coming out soon. I personally love Spotify wrapped. I love looking at everybody's and when people want to complain about it, I'm like, you just don't like fun. You don't like good <laughs> times. Who do you think your top five artists are going to be? I'm going to say that they are, Lana Del Rey, Britney, um, <laughs> so gay. <laughs> Lana Del Rey, Britney, um, Janet, Stevie Nicks, as I've been listening to the like remaster of her album a lot recently. And I've also been listening to Bright Eyes a lot. I'm like in my MySpace era. Okay. What about you? Taylor Swift. Um, I think Beyonce will be up there. She's usually mm-hmm. up there. Um, I do think Noah Khan is going to be up there. I've been very obsessed with him this year. I've listened to Good Form by Nicki Minaj probably like 5,000 times this year. So I'm guessing that she's going to be on the list just for that one song. And then it could be between like Zach Bryan or Lil Wayne. Two very different artists, but two artists I love. What about your podcasts? Ooh, I don't know. I will say I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I I will admit that I listen to like chicks in the office will be up there. I'm sure like fluently forward will be up there. Um, And then, and then my Brown noise machine is also a podcast. So that'll be my number one. That'll be my number one. What's yours called? I don't know. It's like 12 hours of Brown noise uninterrupted. Yes. I love sleep podcasts so much. I love listening to a white noise or a brown noise before bed. Yes, agreed. Brown noise is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, podcasts, I've been really, really into um, Tales of the Taboo. Okay. It's a really, really good. It's like kind of, if you like our show, you would really like that one. It's basically just people, like each week she picks like um a random thing. Like I just listened to the, an episode about like the high end service industry. And then people anonymously tell stories about like the craziest, most taboo shit that they've experienced working in that field. Um, She did the modeling industry and it's like the stories are just insane. And they're allowed to like name celebrities because they're anonymous. So they tell crazy stories about famous people just being maniacs, you know, um, yeah, that one's good. And then of course, like I listen to a lot of drag podcasts. I listen to bob and monet sibling rivalry um the bald and the beautiful i list onward with rosie o'donnell a lot too rosie o'donnell has a great podcast what do you think your number one song's gonna be my number one song i think that it's for the next few years and for the past few years it'll be venice bitch by lana del rey I love that. Mine's going to be good form by Nicki Minaj. It just is what it is. I don't know why. That's been like my earworm of the whole year. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that. (laughs) So we did share a video on our Instagram. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. Um, Very worried for Ben Affleck. And I actually think that I've just played up my dislike for Ben Affleck for the most part on this podcast because he's always like annoyed me. Um, But now I'm starting to actually feel really sorry for him. Mm -hmm. And the way he was like, that's my wife, Jennifer. I'm like, what voice is that? First of all, I've never heard Ben sound like that. And the straight across smile that Jen did, I was like, get ready to see so many more paparazzi walks with them. And we've already seen so many to try and bury that video. And like, Jen always just looks like, I mean, she must really, like, do I believe that they use that relationship to profit? Obviously, we're not idiots, right? But like, she's gotta be really in love with him or something or something because the way that she has to white knuckle it and 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 grin and bear through these awkward moments with him it's just if you know you know kind of thing and there's just been so many awkward weird moments with them over like the past year or so 
her looking at him and being like, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? What's he going to say? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like you could just see in her mind what she was thinking. And another thing I've noticed with Ben is he's starting to take a lot more photos with his younger children, a lot of parking lot photos. Mm. And I'm like, Ooh, this is another, I really think Ben will be in rehab by end of the year. I hope. I know. And that's like a genuine, like, that's not snarky. Like I genuinely hope that he does get there because that was like a really sad video. I wonder like, for somebody like him, I know that he's been very public and open about his sobriety and stuff. And I mean, he really has no choice at this point, you know, but I do wonder, like, is he just doomed forever because he's in this business and he's so famous? And it's like, is could, is there a world where Ben Affleck actually is like a sober king? I think the only way is if he gets out of Hollywood and now he's married to someone who loves being in the limelight at all times. Like her new... Yeah her new movie I believe is coming out and she's like Ben and I wrote it together he needs a chill low-key out of the spotlight girl who is like not trying to do pap walks like I know that he this is how I feel like he rationalizes it is like Jen is so incredible at this stuff and he's not Mm -hmm. you know like she's really good at being famous and it's like why not take advantage of your wife being like a media fucking maven you know but it's not good for him right like he needs to be out of he doesn't even need to be living in LA I think like happiest Ben Affleck would be was would probably be living in like Cambridge Massachusetts yeah just he's a great director I think he's a great director and he can write a screenplay Mm -hmm. acting doesn't need to be for him yeah yeah, he needs a he needs a mansion in Massachusetts, like out wherever. And yeah. a sober coach and all that stuff that he can have. And it doesn't have to be so public and in front of everybody. Right. And like going out with your kids is great and all, but I see that it's for a paparazzi walk because you were just fucked up on the red carpet. Right. And you know he hates those walks. You know that he's like, oh mm-hmm. god damn it. Another one. Mm-hmm. Poor Ben. I agree. I kind of like, do I hate Ben Affleck? I don't think so. I don't know if I ever really hated him, but I was very annoyed by him. And now I'm just like, this is like a sad thing to watch. And he's not like a spring chicken anymore, you know? Yeah, I think I went from like really thinking he's annoying and in my face about everything. Now just being like, I feel like pity for him almost. Yeah, same. I'll text uh I'll text his his boyfriend tonight and see how what's really going on. <laughs> Mr. Matt Damon, by the way, if you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> um, so obviously we've gotten a ton of messages. My DMs, I haven't even opened half of them, but I can see the first word the first sentence involves the word screen. And we've gotten a lot of messages about what's been going on with Scream. I've been ignited and heated about this for days. Like, it's the only thing that me and my friends have been texting about. Just, like, constantly. Because I'm so angry about this. I'm so angry with the way that this production company has handled this movie. And just all of it. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed, honestly. So, like... Obviously, this is something, I don't know if we dropped the ball on it, but when it comes to talking about everything going on between Israel and Palestine, um, we originally wanted to keep this podcast a place where you could kind of escape from the news. And at the time, in October 7th, when everything happened, both of us felt that there was so much misinformation coming out at the time. And then over time, I know we both felt like saying something maybe like a little too late almost too little too late um now that you know for me i know i've taken in troy too we've both taken time to educate ourselves and learn more about what's happening i mean i went all the way back to like the balfour declaration to understand how this started in the first place um and i think it's tough because we we stand with the innocent people of palestine and the innocent people of israel to us there's no place for genocide or anti-semitism Um, And we want to continue this podcast being an escape, but we also understand, you know, maybe we should have spoken about this earlier. Yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's like a, 
like because we do want people to show up here and be like okay now I can like un like turn off my brain and listen to you know Sienna Miller cheating on all of her boyfriends but also at the same time especially with us implementing like these pop culture episodes like we're talking about current events we should have talked about it sooner and don't think that we weren't just fucking doom scroll I mean the amount of hours I spent doom scrolling about this yeah and again we were trying to be like you know well this is a place for you know celebrity gossip but you guys were right this is gossip that is now not gossip I'm sorry this is something that is now very much in the celebrity world yeah and also with that said like as far as Melissa goes, this is just my opinion. As somebody who's like deeply invested in this fucking movie franchise, what she said didn't have any effect on the movie that she's hired to be in. Mm-hmm. It was almost just like a random like like trigger reaction. Firing her from this franchise that means so much to people is wild. It's a wild response. And you all we already like went through the whole nev campbell thing you didn't want to pay her and like the fact that the audience forgave this production company spyglass talking to you the fact that the audience forgave spyglass for how fucked up they fumbled the bag with nev we forgave that excuse me we forgave them and then like embraced this whole new era of the Scream franchise with these new characters. And now you've fumbled the bag again. And I saw the reports that they're like scrambling to pay Nev Campbell whatever she wants. And I've seen reports about what the movie was supposed to be about. It wasn't super exciting to be honest with you, but even still, it's just like, it's a real, for a, franch- for a franchise that has not quite yet jumped the shark, And it's really, really, really unheard of in the horror world for a movie to be, to have this many sequels and to not have fumbled the bag yet. Nobody is like telepathic. You know what I mean? We we don't have anybody who's like a random psychic or anything like that. The things that happen in part seven, eight of a horror franchise, like there's potential now that we might get our first bad scream movie. Which is crazy because there are no bad screen films and everybody who loves these movies would tell you that. And you can't really say that about like Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or Saw or whatever. There is no other franchise that you can say that they've done seven or eight installments and they've all been good and like really loved by the the fan base. So I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that if Nev Campbell does come back that they pay her whatever the fuck they were, that whatever she deserves but I also understand people wanting to boycott this movie. I kind of hope that Spyglass just gives it to somebody else. I don't know. I'm just overwhelmed. Because Jenna Ortega quit too, right? Yeah. And they were basing their filming schedule around her. So the fact that her statement was scheduling is like bullshit. But I understand them having to say that when, you know, I mean, what else is she, she supposed to say? It's just crazy. Do you think there's any coming back from this from for Spyglass? Um, I mean, we forgave them before. I could yeah. see people, if the movie is good enough, we will forgive them. It just is what it is. Like, if it's a well-written screen film, people will go see it and they'll support it. I don't believe that as many people, I don't believe a lot of the people that are saying right now that they'll boycott the movie. I don't believe that they'll feel that way when it comes out. But I do think it's really fucked up and it's really aggravating. And um, I know that like when Spyglass picked up the rights to this movie, like it was reported that they didn't really know, the people in charge didn't really like know a lot about Scream. They didn't really understand why Nev Campbell was such an integral part of the movie. Oh my God. You can just feel that. Yeah. So it's very frustrating. It's like really, really frustrating. Well, can we end on a little bit of a high note for pop culture? Please. Dolly Parton uh, doing the Thanksgiving, um, I almost said Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> I, I wish. 
the Thanksgiving halftime show in her Dallas cheerleaders uniform at 77. My bad bitch. She is such a national treasure. I love her to death. And I stand by the fact that her arms are covered with tattoos because she showed her whole stomach, but was wearing long sleeves. I now believe that her hands are gloves. Mm -hmm. Do you think that? I don't know. I don't know. Like Dolly still is such a mystery to me. I know. I feel like living in Nashville, I probably bumped into Dolly at the grocery store and didn't even know it. Right. Because she had like a short red like buzz cut or something. (laughs) (laughs) She literally, she is a walking amusement park. Like she is Dollywood. You know what I mean? It's like, I just love her so much. I love that she's so committed to her bit. And she's so like, she's the true definition of what it means to be a celebrity that has a public image Mm -hmm. and to like really nurture that public persona even though it's maybe nothing like who you really are. And I just think people who are really good at that are so special. And it's really old school. Like you don't really see that much anymore. And the fact she only has like one picture of her husband that she's ever shared. Yeah. And it's so old. It's so old. And I know people love to bring this up when you say someone's a billionaire. Like I know, I think Taylor Swift just became one Rihanna and people will be like, do you know Dolly could be a billionaire, but she's, um, but she's ethical and gives back. And I'm like, I know that. And that's why I love her even more. Oh, worship the doll, kiss her feet, stream Dolly this week. Just do Um. it. (laughs) And I was living in Nashville when they were getting rid of like all the Confederate statues. And there were so many people who were just like, just put Dolly where all those statues are. Honestly, the, the fact that Nashville isn't already like full of statues of famous people. It's wild. Why not? Like, why is there not a Dolly statue? Why is there not a Reba statue? Just do it. And there's a walk of fame in Nashville, but it's so fucking lame. Oh, there is? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just lame. Like, they could have a really cool one. Well, I I think that we've put it into the ether. Dolly deserves a statue, a bronze statue in Nashville. And so do so many other people. Like, give the, the... the judge's a statue and you know what I mean where's Willie Nelson's statue right <laughs> um so yeah that is that's the pop culture update um luckily we did not get in a fight with barstool sports our our biggest fear <laughs> fucking god there's there's one thing that I'm afraid of it's uh like I don't even actually I'm gonna leave that cut that out <laughs> cut that out cut that out Troy take it back <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this Pop Culture Kiki. This was very fun. I feel a weight lifted. Yes. Make sure to stream us on Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream things, we are there. We hope that you had a fabulous Thanksgiving and we love you very much. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.